0: your brony. hey welcome back everybody to the college football uncensored podcast i'm your host tyler huck and with me as always chris marler hello yeah i just i didn't even, I didn't even give you a title this time <laughs>
1: yeah that's kind of fucked <laughs> up man it's been a really tough week um it actually it, well actually it really hasn't um it's i feel like it's been a while since we've talked and a lot has changed in my life that we need to discuss
0: Okay, well, let's do it now. And I've I've got something to discuss with you while in front of everybody because I feel like it's a travesty that you've never had an Uncrustable.
1: Yeah. So, and listen, as a person that's pretty late to being an adult, even though I'm 35, I feel like you might have been more shocked about that than than almost anybody. Because, like, I mean, let's, like, dude, there was a time in 2013, the worst year of my life, where, like, honestly, maybe the highlight, when I thought I had figured it all out, like, August, before – um like i got back from rehab it was before the season like i was peaking okay and so and <laughs> there was this time
0: where i don't know I worked, if just being out of rehab is peaking or not it, but it wasn't was really rehab know. i went to
1: greece <laughs> but but it was like i told you this story my mom was like listen you can go to rehab or greece and i was like hmm, hmm. tough um that makes you sound so privileged and i'm I'm really not besides yeah, the one that, rehab was,
0: sent. that was horrible um
1: so anyway but like i remember there, there was this like time period for like a, like a I don't say a month, but it was probably like two or three weeks where I would wake up at two thirty in the afternoon or two forty-five, right, on purpose, and I would that's incredible. Yeah, I couldn't yeah, do it. am we were I tried. adults. We were adults then, Tyler. We went to a bachelor party that year together. Yeah, that's um, right.
0: Oh, that, that went
1: well. <laughs> yeah, it did not go well. Um, <laughs> but I would I would wake up. I would make myself two double decker PB and Js, which is where you have the extra slice in the middle and all the extra PB and J. And then a big glass of diet coke, and then I would I would wait till three because there was two hours of Boy Meets World that would come on Family Channel now Freeform.
0: Mm-hmm. and
1: then I would watch that, and then I would go to work at like five thirty. It was it was beautiful. So it's incredible.
0: What a, what yeah. a life. Anyway. Um. So yeah. So you never had an uncrossable, which yeah, to me, I would feel like you would be a very key candidate for an uncrossable over this time, time that they've been around. But no, should I used tell to get...
1: the audience how I saw how this came about? Because it was kind of creepy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know, Chris. Uh, you know, he saw my Instagram about me taking my daughter to the zoo on Mother's Day, <laughs> and he sent me a picture of the picture.
1: Yeah, there's a zoomed in version of just the Uncrustable that I didn't send you, and it's—I got to delete it from my phone. I'm, mm. Oh my
0: god! Yeah, my two—my I- two-year-old daughter, poor girl. You know, she's just a victim of one another one of your sick jokes, Chris. It's not a joke.
1: I was excited about the PB&J.
0: <laughs> I, the, and this is not a good transition, but
1: the only news I was going to share was that I've been watching a lot of Law & Order SVU, and now I wish that that wasn't what we... That was on the heels of talking about yeah. your two-year-old and her snacks. It's
0: tough. It's a tough transition, <laughs> but somebody's got to do it, and it's you. Anyway, uh, what you drinking? I'm drinking a little local brew. Scofflaw, oh, was Gofflaw. Dirty Beaches. Fantastic beer.
1: So. I... I'm drinking this Ron Zacapa from one of our listeners, one of my favorite people, Matty Mock. Um, he's an Auburn fan.
0: Hmm. Other
1: than I that, he sent he's right. you that. He sent me that for my birthday. I got I got wow. two bottles of liquor for my birthday um, sent to me from Drizzly. It's
0: incredible. Yeah, I don't want to brag or anything, but I kind of do. So I'm drinking that with some ginger. Ale. I've already got a hangover, so. Um, one thing I wanted to clear up before we get into the actual news. Thank you for all the five star views we've been getting. By the way, not the last. I deal. do have I do have one complaint. Um, the only people that call me Tyler really typically, I think you do actually, which is weird. Oh yeah, I don't call you Hook. Yeah, uh, are like my parents and my wife. Everybody else calls me by my last name, so it is kind of weird. I feel like you guys are talking about Chris and some other person. But we appreciate the five star reviews and the kindness. Yeah, and uh, it's been great. We're growing. We've got. Uh, we've been getting some interesting Twitter followers lately. So um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Have you read so, the latest
1: uh, uh, five star reviews? Because they're very weird. Oh, we got a bad that's review. That's We're down to four point nine. Wait, we got a bad review?
0: Nah, we'll be fine. How are we only four point nine out of interesting? Hmm. Um, we need you I, guys to get back out there and put more five stars out there, so we have a better average rating.
1: I'm confused because we haven't. I don't remember us getting a single
0: non-five star review. But this we this just one gotta keep pumping content, bro. We got to just get better, one percent better every day. Oh, that's a nice one from
1: Dallas Johns. Yeah, I know. Um, okay, here's the one I, I was confused about, and this was sent by C- Colonel E Sanders, who said it's good. I think question mark. And he said, the pot is good fun, casual CFB talk, and sometimes funny jokes. Very offended. Wow. It is not a good show, but I really enjoy it for some reason. Keep doing whatever you're Thanks. doing because it's working somehow. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> what is that?
0: I don't even know how to take that. I, I mean, it's not good. No, it's not. But it's not bad.
1: You listen, like
0: Chris. <laughs> it sucks, but it sucks in its own cute way, and I love it. I feel like that's how I described like
1: every episode of Rock of Love I used to watch on VH1.
0: Right. Yeah. Well uh, we he's a trash bag
1: human being, but I'll watch it, dude. I'll watch it from sunup to sundown.
0: <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. I love New York. What a show. Um, anyways. She likes to ranch on the anyways. Um mm-hmm. that that was a a quote from that that show. Anyways. You remember a quote from I Love New York? Yeah. It's wow, sad. Man. Um, All right, so thank you for listening. I know it's been kind of an interesting show, quotation marks. It's tough to start a podcast in an off-season, all right? Give us a break.
1: One of us is having a midlife crisis again, (laughs) and one of us is having a baby. And I'll let you guys Again. Again. (laughs) Uh, By the way, um, we have uh, good news. Um, Chips is alive. Yeah. Made it. What an
0: update. Thank you. Yeah. That was um, <laughs> it's been a while since the last podcast. A few things were still in the air. Keep I, it
1: waiting. was it was very odd because there was a lot of people that were um, or there, like a lot of people. there were like the vets that we were going to. I, I told you guys last time they were like up and down, back and forth. Did we talk? We already talked. He already made it through from the last time yeah. we recorded. OK, yeah, so because that, we also talked to my grandpa. All right. Awesome. Um, so <laughs> he's still dead. Uh but chips he got his stitches out today. He's all good, so I appreciate all the people that have been asking all that kind of stuff. Let's talk about like some actual news because I feel like we're gonna go off.
0: Because there's just so much going on in the world. You do this common, every the week. There is there is stuff going on. All right, I'm gonna let you talk the BAM and news since uh this is a bad podcast. No, we're gonna podcast. start with Tebow.
1: You're you're an asshole.
0: We're starting <laughs> Tim. With, with Tim Tebow. Since it's a BAM podcast. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> All right, so Tim Tebow, in one of the most erroneous, bonkers moves uh, in the NFL I've seen in a while, yeah, gets pulled off the streets. Last time he played in an NFL game was nine years ago, twenty twelve, when he was already three years past peaking in life as a football player. Uh, yeah, we'll don't say, say that. In he life, did. He did lot lot. marry like Miss Universe later in life. I feel which... like
1: he's done a lot of stuff. <laughs> Outside of who he married and like his sports career, first off, that's very. Let's not be rude about his personal life.
0: We're not. Personal life seems to be pretty awesome, but in in a crazy move back in the NFL, I feel like this was kind of a joke when Urban Meyer first got hired in Jacksonville. Was like, oh, it'd be pretty funny if you brought Tebow back to you know circle the wagons on that, and yeah, three weeks later, here we are.
1: I so so to you is this like the most surprising or least surprising or is, and I, I know that the answer is probably somewhere in the middle, but at the same time, it's like, are you fucking kidding me? And, and the only people that don't have that response to this, I feel like are super, super duper Christians. And I, we're not going to get religious on here, right. but like, but I feel like, like my, my, my aunt on Facebook, who is like, I know
0: Tim Tebow can still play.
1: I know mm-hmm. he can. Or Florida fans. Florida
0: fans, yeah, seen a lot of that. Like, wow, wow, lot, you know, because I'm my family's from Florida, so it's either all Florida State or all Florida, you know, that's about split 50 50, right? And I just, you know, I've got 80 year old aunts that are like, just they love Tebow and he's back, and now they're convinced that the Jags might win the Super Bowl this year.
1: <laughs> so, 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 and
0: here's the thing, I want to be very clear about this. Tim Tebow as a person is an incredible human being. Absolutely. 100%. And he is one of the best college football players I've ever seen in my life. In
1: my opinion, he is the greatest college quarterback in the history of college football. And I know there's a bunch of Tennessee fans that are irrationally upset at that comment. It doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. Okay. And there's what, also probably think, like uh,
0: Casey Clawson was in the mix.
1: One of the Clawson's <laughs> one of the Clawson's was, um, and then I'm sure there's like seven LSU fans that are like, oh, I guess, I guess Joe Burrow died, huh? <laughs> um, Tim Tebow, is he did things that were, it was, it was ridiculous on a football field, right? Yep. Um, it, things off football field that were even more ridiculous. Like, that's the only person I've ever known that gave a circumcision on purpose during spring break. Now,
0: trust me. That's not a doctor. You're that's just not, a
1: well. Normal dude. Or if you were just in Great and Beach and Spo8, like we talked about last time, you got you started playing a couple games with some knives when you were drunk. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, 30 4 a- l Jesus Christ. Um, the issue I have with this is something I brought up on this Facebook Live a couple weeks ago, and that is um, Tim Tebow's been out of, out of the NFL for nine years. Like, mm-hmm. as you said, he hasn't played an NFL game since 2012. Every single person that was a, a Tebow naysayer, and I honestly wasn't when he got drafted in the first round and when he won the playoff game that people seem to always forget about because that that is so quickly made an argument for how good nfl quarterbacks are so how many playoff games they've won blah blah blah. tebow was the best college quarterback i've ever seen i, I, I didn't know he wasn't a good thrower like like <laughs> i didn't know that he was that bad at stuff I, it's incredible that he was able to even hit 230 or 180 or whatever the fuck he hit in minor league baseball after only playing homeschool high school baseball it, like for his career. That's incredible. It right. doesn't mean you should have gotten a spot playing minor league baseball. And it damn sure doesn't mean you should have a spot on a 53 man NFL roster to, to play professional football in the fucking NFL. The the most like cutthroat business in the world of sports. Maybe yeah. the world besides ice dancing in Vegas. I don't know. Ice pole dancing. It's a whole thing. But like, if you are, if you're telling me in the, in the, the reason I have the issue with this, besides the fact that he's 33 well past his prime and should not be getting another shot to play football and only is because his name's Tim Tebow. But Rex Ryan brought this up today and him and Booger McFarlane were talking about this on, on one of the shows on ESPN where they yell at each other for two, two hours. It there's no chance that you're going to convince me that this guy will go through tryouts on an urban Meyer coach football team and not make the team.
0: Oh, he's making the team in his hometown of Jacksonville. Yeah. There's no way you're going to convince
1: me that Tim Tebow, you, you bring him out to do this whole thing where he's got literally just like, he's still, he's still one of the top names in sports somehow in terms of being polarizing, being attention grabbing, all that kind of shit. Right. You're going to tell me that he's going to try out for the team and there's a chance he's going to get cut. There's no fucking way.
0: No, he's going to make the team. And I know that Urban Meyer, he probably thinks in his mind, like he's, he's like recreating this, you know, awesome culture, which by the way, the, the culture of Florida during Tebow's time, weirdly enough, horrible outside Pretty bad. of <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but lots uh, of murder. Yeah, lots of murder, lots of weird stuff going on. Chris Rainey, gonna have to kill a bitch, that kind of stuff. Yeah,
1: that, that I'll um, never forget the guy who used the dead woman's credit card yep. to buy gas for several
0: months, and it was his teammate's girlfriend. <laughs> um. So, anyways, the, there's no question that I think that Urban Meyer thinks he's got like this sly, like, hey, I'll bring him in. No, we're not gonna play him a lot. We've got five other tight ends, but he's gonna just. Make the morale better in the locker room. No, all those fucking players are going to hate his ass being yeah, on the team because and they'll know the only reason you're there is because it's Jacksonville It's your hometown. A lot of Gator fans. Urban Meyer comes back, brings back his, you know, pride and joy at QB. This is a disaster. And and after saying all that, would you be shocked if like he just became like? <laughs> Somehow, like Tim Tebow always does, wins at life, just becomes like an all-pro tight end, and like everyone's no, shitting on No, there's no way. Yeah, no. There's absolutely
1: talking. no way. I mean, like, <laughs> like listen, Tim Tebow is, is an incredible athlete, an incredible football player, and and this, again, is a position that I, I think he would have he been great at several years ago. Not great at. He would have been good at in the NFL. Blocking, short yard situations. You know good and GD well that there's going to be in one of the – fucking preseason games some bullshit reverse pass involving him or the first thing that's going to happen is a is a a jump pass just 100 percent, thousand percent and i cannot wait to see they might be on like the 30 right (laughs) right it's third and eight (laughs) fucking do it dude you know timmy Uh, um but so but and the issue with this again is like the nfl is so fucking competitive it's so competitive and this is not to say that tim tebow isn't a great athlete or doesn't look great with or without a shirt on. But this is the shit that, t- that, that Urban Meyer has said, okay? We have not signed him. There's a thought going around. He was in the best shape of his life. Mm. He's in the best shape of his life. Asked to see if he could work out with a couple of our coaches. I wasn't even there. I'm going to stop you right there. There's no fucking person that that hasn't lost over 100 pounds or 50 pounds that at age 33 is in the best shape of their life, okay? Unless this is somebody that has retired as an offensive lineman and shed a shit ton of weight and is now on ESPN, or somebody that got a a Peloton last Christmas and is an accountant that lost a lot of pounds. Yeah, (laughs) Tyler points to himself. (laughs) Like, there's no fucking current football player that is 33 and hasn't played football, especially in nine years. It's like, oh, he's in the best shape of his life. The best shape of his life, probably twenty-one years old, probably twenty-one or twenty-two years yeah. old. That's when he was in the best shape of his life. That's so fucking stupid. Like, how dumb do you think we are?
0: Oh, uh, well. So dumb. when 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 Tebow comes in and does the jump pass, Gary Danielson, fully erect or half chub?
1: Oh, he's erect now. Talking about it. I mean, just thinking <laughs> about it. But, like to be honest, the only good news for the only good news. For football fans like that aren't Florida fans, is that like he now has something to talk about besides Alabama?
0: That's yeah, that is, it's good for all of us. So, anyway, about me, yeah, well, moving on, we're a BAM podcast after all. Um, <laughs> the transfer that everyone thought was going to happen, then switched to not happening Paul at State. all, switching back to okay, exactly what we all thought was going to happen ended up happening. There was a big transfer in the SEC this week. Don't make
1: me say his name.
0: <laughs> There's a reason I turned it to you, Chris and
1: Henry. Henry Tutu <laughs> is is we're, we've already decided, guys. By the way, we're I mean we're not gonna do real names on this podcast <laughs> because <laughs> I'm not smart enough to read them. Um, Henry Tutu to Oto is going to Alabama, and that's a big reason why. Well, I'll tell you why. Mainly because of that stupid uh, <laughs> stupid um, pun that we used for an episode like two months ago. It was like, good news on Rocky twop? Um, No, there's not good news. There were rumors that he was – it's a former top 100 linebacker, All-SEC freshman, maybe freshman All-American, I think. Um, by all means, a star. He's going to play for one year and go pro. I mean, he, he's a mm-hmm. really good middle linebacker uh, as far as instincts go. This This will be your – perfect junior sale um, comparisons for the lazy takes uh, of the groups uh, or of uh, NFL scouts, because he's from Hawaii. Um, he's Tam and he plays linebacker. So he's obviously junior sale. Um, I, I like this. I think that um, it's a big pickup for Bama, obviously whose front seven just becomes even more stacked.
0: Um He's the perfect linebacker time. for today's game. You know, an inside linebacker that's 6'2, 225. Like, the, no longer are you seeing the huge 6'4, 250 pound middle linebacker. I mean, you got to be right. able to cover in space in today's game. This guy kind of seems to fit the perfect mold for that. So, yeah, yeah. let's just give Bama another great asset. Let's.
1: Well, so, and, and the thing I think that makes this great is that, like, anybody that watched. Um, the 2019 season where you had Dylan Moses go down with a knee injury that ended up being career changing. And then you had Josh McMillan, who at the time I think was a fifth year senior and then became a six year senior. They were both supposed to start your two inside linebackers. They both go down preseason, right? So you have two true freshmen that start Shane Lee and, and, um, and Christian Harris, Christian Harris has been a stud. Uh, Christian Harris was a semifinals for the buckets last year. Um, I think he's a really good linebacker. Good guy. can go sideline to sideline. You're right. There's not a lot of like I feel like there's you're one or the other now. A lot of times, like where you're either going to be a guy that is athletic enough to drop back in coverage, cover in space on third downs, or you're like a thumper that can come downhill and play between the tackles. And, you know, whatever nose guard you have or or three technique playing, that's going to like eat up blocks on the inside. That guy comes in, cleans up any kind of inside run. Um, That sentence, by the way, is the single fucking smartest thing I've ever said about
0: football. I know I was just in awe of that. I but I do feel like that bigger linebacker is kind of getting lost in today's game. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, good example. Just, you know, I pay attention closely, obviously, to Florida State. Our safety, one of our safeties just got drafted to play linebacker for the Jets. And he's like 220 pounds. Is like that James, dude? <laughs> no, nah, he just plays everything. Um <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hold on, You telling me about Derwin James in 2017 was one of my, that was like everything I ever talked about Bama when I
0: was 12. Like, dude, Derwin James
1: played, he played, they put him at defensive end one game. He had a sack.
0: Dude, Derwin James is a beast. He is a beast. He still yeah. is. He just yeah. never stays healthy. But, uh, but so, you know, I feel like those bigger linebackers, like if they've those kids that are coming into college football now, I kind of feel bad because it's like, you got to kind of be like a smaller D end. To be right. super effective, you know, so, but this kid's the perfect size for the, the modern middle linebacker in college and the pros. So fantastic pickup there for Bama. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, if, you know, as long as Shane Lee doesn't play for a while, no offense, Shane Lee. Um, I, I do think it's a huge pickup. There's our good friends over at that sec podcast with um, our buddy, uh, Mike Bratton, sec Mike on Twitter. He made a list. Um, and I, first off, I wanna say, as somebody that taught him how to use over and has been t- trying to tell him how to re- use Canva, there are a few times I've been prouder in my life than watching this young man make this graphic for social media. Okay, so first off, round of applause because it's, it's incredible, it looks, it looks great. Um, the other part of it, he has t- his top 15 players, uh, transfers um, in the SEC. And I'll just go through it real quick. Daquan Newkirk from Auburn to Florida. Dershawn Miller, uh, defensive back from West Virginia to Auburn. You're
0: going from 15 to 1.
1: Yes, yes, I am. Thank you for that. Uh, You know, we'll just jump around. I won't tell you what numbers any of them are. (laughs) Number (laughs) 7. Jameer Johnson uh, from Tennessee to Texas A&M. Uh, Blaze Aldridge, great name, from Fantastic Like man. Rice to Mizzou. Mookie Cooper from Ohio State to Mizzou. I feel like Blaise,
0: I've, n- I've never seen Blaze Aldridge, but my guess is he's got a mullet and it's dyed like bleach blonde. We don't know what race he is. I'm going to look it up right now. I could be but totally wrong. But he went wrong. from Rice to Mizzou,
1: and so I'm <laughs> thinking this guy is peak soul patch. Like He has to... like. If this, dude's, if this dude played in 2007, oh, he would have... God, so I was close. I was is so it,
0: close. <laughs> what does he look like? Describe oh, it to the audience. Use man. vivid verbs. He kind of looks like, oh, buddy. Like a like real redneck version of Alex Anzalone from Florida with the long <laughs> blonde right? hair. That
1: guy looks like he was North Florida came to life.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. um, I was close. Okay. I was close. <laughs> So make sure you Google that and stop listening to the podcast immediately. Um, yeah. All right. Virginia tech and uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Quarterback Hindon hooker from Virginia tech, Tennessee, EJ Jenkins um, from St. Francis. I love this pick from him, by the way, that's the kid I told you about, it's six, seven um, mismatch in the, in the red zone. Love that kid. Um then you have Jamison Williams, who was also a pickup Alabama had last week from Ohio State. Ramon Davis from Temple to Vandy. Mike Jones from Clemson to LSU. Oh. Demarcus De- 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 Bowman um, from Clemson to Florida. Jawan Mitchell, linebacker from Texas, Tennessee. Henry to O to O from Tennessee to Bama, number three. Number two, your boy, Juan Dale uh, from Nebraska to Kentucky. I love where he's at on that uh, spot. And then number one, West Virginia to Tyke, uh, to Georgia defensive back, Tyke Smith, any problems, anything that jumps out to you, any movement that you would have in this list?
0: Um, I feel like Hendon hooker probably won't play at all. So maybe not be on the list at all. I mean, it seems like that job is a two man race that he's not involved in top two. And he ain't one or two. Um, I think Demarcus Bowman's going to be a monster. Is he? Uh, is he
1: going to play? Because there's like all this.
0: Well, I guess yeah. I mean, if he plays. <laughs> if he plays. Obviously, if he doesn't yeah. play, Chris, not going to be a monster there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Also, Demarcus uh, the K spelled that wrong the last time I made a graphic. So.
0: There you go. Um, you know, I think there's an argument, but any of the top three could be number one, two, three. could that's in any order, really, to me.
1: Okay, I can see that. I so I think EJ Jenkins is going to end up being a top five. Because just because of his his size, and they they aren't gutted, but outside of the Carry and Joiner, I don't know what USC has a receiver as much. Um, I love Mike Jones when LSU, but if I'm if I'm looking at top five, I think the top three are correct in some order, right? I'm gonna yeah. hold off on Demarcus Bowman because I don't. <laughs> Last time I tried to talk about Demarcus Bowman, I spelled his name wrong for one and two. He might not even be at Florida. I don't know. I don't know. To be, I try to not to be the- fair,
0: it's not the tr- traditional spelling of Demarcus. So.
1: Very true. Um, my other guy that I would definitely have in the top five that I feel like we're not talking enough about is Mookie Cooper from Ohio yeah. State to, to Mizzou. And, and you talk about, like, a okay, kid's a former four-star, comes from a great program, a winning program, right? Which is, I think, a, a huge help for a guy like Eli Drinkwitz. But in Eli Drinkwitz's offense, when you can, we, we talked about this so much last year, where Mizzou was able to really beat you, like when they were able to win, right? You saw them, you saw them be able to mix it up. Whether it's like, all right, do you want to see us pass for 400 yards on you, like we did in the LSU game, and you have a true freshman quarterback, Connor Bazalak, putting up re- like record numbers against the defending national champs, or do we need to run some tackles down your throat and take up, you know, as much clock as possible that we saw a lot of times with with uh, Roundtree. Um, especially against uh, against Kentucky, where they controlled the clock the entire game, Mookie Cooper, I think, is going to be a a star in, in this league. And like when you talk about like I, I don't know, I don't think the coverage bare at Mizzou. But when you have a, a a sophomore quarterback that is going to get better in year two with Connor Bazalack, this is going to be huge for him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, there's some obviously really good players coming into the SEC next year from these different colleges. Um, Ohio State with two two receivers leaving there, interesting. Yeah, they're still loaded. <laughs> yeah, so um, all that being said, you know, last year there was obviously great players in the SEC too, but it was very difficult to watch them when you had a damn pandemic where no one could go to games. Things right. seem to be changing this year. Yeah, starting now. Uh, we are we are local here to the Atlanta area. I say that you live in Atlanta. I live like an hour away from Atlanta. A-T-L, um, ho. Yeah. Uh, recently, I don't mean uh, that last week. The Braves announced they would be going full capacity or they started going full capacity last week. Um, and now it seems like uh, the SEC also doing the same for the fall
1: fantastic transition. Cause I didn't explain any of that to you in the Google doc and you just went with it. I love that. Yeah, that was good. Uh, real quick. I mean, Tyler, we should talk off the top. Um, and we should have done a whole damn list of the all gas, no brakes team. Cause we're on a damn gas shortage right now. i see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: have you seen, and that's have you seen the videos? You.
1: Have you seen the videos of, of people responding to this? Cause it's, it's like, it's, it's Twitter. So it's, it's surprising and not surprising. So did you see the, like there's the one picture that went viral from Mississippi or maybe it was a video. I think it was a picture where it's like
0: filling up the trash bags.
1: No, but that's what I want to talk about because listen, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're on your way or you're leaving or you're in the middle or in the process of filling up any kind of plastic bag with gas, (laughs) listen to me very carefully. I want you to do one of two things. One, light a match and throw it in your back seat or trunk, wherever you have it. Or two, run your car as fast as you can into a fucking telephone pole and just end it for everyone. Because <laughs> what are you doing that you, like, there's a woman. It was, I saw this, like, in, I think it was Alabama. Because it was a Bama fan that tweeted it. Or it meant fan. He's a, a fantastic journalist and reporter named Clint Lamb. Loved him to death. It, it was a woman filling up a, a Target bag full of gas. And that like my maybe this is because I'm fucked up, but like my first question wasn't like, what are you doing? It was what do you think step two is of that process getting the gas into being used? <laughs> like where what, what are you like what is your follow-up? And
0: please record it and let me Yeah. Watch.
1: Like you just like like shoving like pool tarp water into your gas tank, because that's not safe. <laughs>
0: great visual oh man what a what oh, world my you know march it was the the tp and the <laughs> the, the uh, paper towels now it's uh it's gasoline bro we just got a, a a delivery of toilet paper for my mom
1: like from like last year's pandemic like recently she <laughs> sent year. us dude she sent us like bamboo she's like it's like really expensive toilet paper and i was like mom it What's it's made out of bamboo. I'm allergic to bamboo first off. So like pretty inconsiderate. So now we just have this giant fucking cardboard box of toilet paper. We can't get rid of. Cause you
0: can't sell that on the black market anymore. <sighs> <laughs> oh man. All right. So <laughs> back to the capacity. This All I'm
1: saying is 2022. I guarantee you for my birthday, I'm going to get like a, several Ziploc baggies full of fucking gas from my mom, the pastor. It's going to be fantastic. We'll get back to full capacity. Real quick on the Braves, as we, we take a halftime here to talk from some actual football. The Acuna incident that happened on Saturday?
0: Yeah, Saturday when he got hit in the hand.
1: What were your thoughts on that?
0: Um, I mean, I know the backstory. Like, he took that dude deep the last time they that he <laughs> faced him. And so, you know, little concerning that the very next at bat. Yeah. Know, Acuna clearly bothers people from his kind of um, out. I don't, I mean, he just plays the game with a lot of energy and swag, I guess you could say. And Soto is so much more offensive than him. Yeah, Soto is the worst. I mean, but, um, you know, the more I've heard like Tom Glavin and Eric O'Flaherty and some former pitchers talk about it on different podcasts, the more that I get that, like, I guess Acuna, he gets hit a lot because of his the only way you can get him out, the only pitch that he swings and misses on is in on his hands. And he just... And he leans out over the plate, and people keep hitting him, and... Those pitches were not in... He was not leaning out over the
1: plate, and if you look at the actual, like, track, or pitch track, whatever it's called, and and the Phillies tried to... um, You know, the the Phillies tried to, I think... uh, What what is the word I'm looking for here, Tyler? Because I'm so fucking mad now. Um... (laughs) They tried to appeal. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking six-letter word. So they tried to they tried to appeal. Um, God, you know we need to start playing yeah, a game. You're really straining listeners. your
0: brain on that one. So like, hard
1: is this? God dang Ron Zacapa, brother. God dang it, Matty Mock. So, um, but no, it's, a, right. it's like yeah.
0: <laughs> I love when my brain
1: don't work. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to feel anything so anyway so 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 the the thing that bothers me with this and like and i've I brought this up before like I, I played baseball my whole life and i totally get it like you know my dad's favorite pitcher was bob bob gibson i had to hear about that shit all the time growing up and it was like you know bob gibson throwing people i thought you were
0: about to say my dad used to hit me with pitches all the time
1: he did he dude the first time i Does that not to surprise go, me dude no i know right you know i didn't have a fucking helmet for practice it was like you know we now we to know where the issue started that's not where they started but that's where they <laughs> continued for sure. So so um but it was like I remember I remember the first time I ever hit a home run off him off at, at at the Little League park across from the post office in fucking Stone Mountain, Georgia. First time I ever hit a home run. Next pitch, he didn't throw it hard to be fair, but he did it on purpose. The next pitch hit me right in my back and I was like, "Are you fucking serious right now?" But like I I totally understand that story aside like the hard-nosed baseball guys, like the people that are, especially the non-Braves fans, and I know that Braves fans were more sensitive to this, or people from Atlanta, like we are, more sensitive to this. The reason it bothered me is because you get to this point, and I started to think about this like big picture, okay? When you think about Major League Baseball, a lot of people love Major League Baseball. I, I believe it's becoming, before 2020, and all of the social injustice stuff that happened and the NBA speaking out about stuff, whether it was trajecti- trajectory, trajectory, <laughs> projections or not appeal um whether it was that or it was the actual numbers the nba had surpassed i believe major league baseball in terms of popularity uh, around the country and that's since fallen back because a lot of people didn't like the politics that surrounded the nba and that they associated with themselves but my issue with the with major league baseball is you don't have a product that is for the for the overall sports fan like for the average sports fan of just likes all sports whatever. That's a hard sell to have someone watch 162 games before the playoffs, right? Yeah. Are you going to have to start protecting your star players like you do NFL quarterbacks because the stuff of the Kuna is like Acuña. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know why I was doing that. But like the stuff of the Kuna is it's pretty difficult cuz like I don't tune in to watch the Braves, but I will damn sure watch the first inning you know, or like if it's late and, and Acuna is coming up and like, or Ozzy Albi Albee's even and like, and that's the kind of stuff I feel like people are tuning in for is to watch stars. Like I hate the Yankees. I'll fucking watch Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron judge hit batting practice, hit late in games, early games, like any of their bats all day. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder if that's what we're going to have to get to with Major league baseball for it to be a, a, a more efficient selling product from start to finish.
0: Well, nobody's going to watch baseball if Wade Miley is throwing no hitters.
1: <laughs> from southeastern louisiana
0: the same place bobby boucher played but yeah no i've i thought the the braves handled it right you know they the very next day they went out and hit uh real muto and it was just we moved on but yeah well, um
1: episode i was saying
0: <laughs> Peel! um but yeah so it, it got a conversation going between us um because yeah. it, we are going back to full capacity um Let's go with – you want to go with the top five stadium experiences that you've experienced yourself, or do you want to go with top five stadiums that you would like to go to now that things are opening up?
1: 2003, Parkview, Big Orange Jungle. Me and my high school girlfriend under the – no, I'm kidding. Um, what, what are you doing now? Somebody at your door again? No. <laughs> <It's>,
0: <laughs> by the way, side note, uh, I've shut
1: all over this beautiful transition that you had. Any fans of the old STS pod know that I'm always good for that. Yep. Before we start recording, Tyler got a knock at the door, and it was the AT&T guy, and he goes, I'm about to go fucking yell at this guy. And Tyler walks the <laughs> Well, first of, all, and go, first of all, it's
0: 8.30 <laughs> at night. This, yeah. this motherfucker's ringing my doorbell. <laughs>
1: Language.
0: <laughs> and my daughter's asleep, man. And you dads out there, get it, man? Once you get them asleep, if someone messes with that, not good. So I just was yeah. like, you know what? I'll just let it ring, and he'll walk away. My man's just pounding, <laughs> pounding at the door. And I was like, oh, this
1: motherfucker. <laughs> Tyler walks up and goes, I'm about to go fucking yell at this guy. I almost hit record because I thought he was. And then he goes in there and all I heard was, no, absolutely, man. Thank you. for. Thank you. Thank you have a great night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I opened it up. And from the minute we locked eyes, I could tell he was scared. He was nervous. Yeah. Well, I, probably you're probably the, last few, for the, <laughs> for the last probably three houses, he probably got his shit yelled at, you know, because yeah. it's 830 at night. Hey, right, brother. And um, so I immediately, I've got a soft heart, Chris, you know, and I was like, listen, man, I'm not going to work at 830 o'clock. Dude, I, 830. I would have
1: appealed that immediately. <laughs> I would have walked up there and been like, let
0: me, it's like let me tell you something.
1: <laughs> Anyways, so. um, I'm a smart person, so I don't know why I'm so bad on this podcast um, or maybe in general, but you brought up a question. So we, we thought about doing in the spirit of this this dude named Big Big Sooner or Big Boomer or something on Twitter. Um, he's just made an ass of himself. I think on purpose, it's kind of funny. Um, and as an engagement editor, I love it. But he's been putting out these lists that, like, by all means, take a lot of time to make. It's like, hey, here's the top pizza joints in every Power 5 city slash campus. And, right. and I'm, like, like going through everyone. It. Right, right, and he's like, but like, it's extensive research, and he's like, go and like, and he, he started to fuck with Bama fans, and it was like, it, it for Bama's, which is near the top, obviously, because it's in alphabetic order, it says Chuck E. Cheese, and people are like, losing their minds, or as they spelled it on Twitter, loosing their minds, and yeah, so, right, but like, he, I remember, I was like, looked at it, and it was like, he had Antico which we're big Verunee Napoli fans in, uh, here in Atlanta, but Antigo is up there probably top three. Yes, absolutely. And then he had like, I'm trying he, the one he had, he had little Italy in, in Athens, which I'm, that's, I'm all for it now that yep. uh, Gumby's is closed. And then he had an um, Oregon state. I forgot the name of it, but I was like, Hey Allie, like, is this the best pizza in Corvallis? She's like, yeah, it's not even close. Like she was kind of an ass about it. And so, um, it's like his lists are like somewhat credible at times love but then he makes you. the rest of them and it's like here's the best traditions whatever so we thought about doing just ranking the top 14 stadiums in the SEC without being t- like having gone to
0: all of them at all <laughs> yeah Like <laughs> immediately put vanderbilt last just because i love going to vanderbilt um best, not for football th- probably the best city out of well oh without a doubt yeah so anyway so all right top 5 stadium experiences I think we both have the same number one, but let's start at number five. Your number one is the same as mine. I would say so, yeah. Wow. Okay. All right, so wow. for my number five, I have Bama. I've got um, this. Well, oh, so you're including your own stadium. Is that okay? you mean? I can I can change it. I didn't. I mean, my I didn't list was kind of here. shitty. <laughs> just... Okay, and in full fair disclosure, Why would you? Full and fair disclosure, the it, it varies on the game that you go to, you know. That's such a like, good point. My number five was Auburn, but I went to a day game where they played Tennessee. Both were terrible. I think we discussed this one point where like I think it was all field goals, and I was like, it was like the most dead. It was like, a, it was an eleven a.m. start. that two thousand four. No, it was after college, so it must have been two thousand nine. <sighs> yeah, two thousand ten, yes. maybe. Um, and so that, like, I feel like if I would have gone to, a, like, a, an Iron Bowl at night, it's probably pretty different. Yeah, so, if you went this, to 2019 this, or, yeah, for yeah. sure. So, uh, but anyways, for, and I left Florida State off this. So number five, because I've been to every type of Florida State game. I've been to huge, awesome wins, and I've been to a game where we lost to USF at home in 2009. Right. So when when I look at Florida State stadium, there's nothing about it that I like. Oh, and it it's just the largest brick structure in the U S
1: you're so fucking dumb. <laughs> Who cares?
0: So, I mean, it's like, beautiful from the outside.
1: It, so Absolutely on the inside, beautiful. it it's looks terrible. like in 1998, I would have been like, fuck, this stadium's awesome. It holds yeah. 79,000 people, but now it's 2021 and it holds 79,000 people. And I'm like, okay, so what we've is... actually
0: been reducing. Um,
1: what is...
0: <laughs> well, first okay, of all, of these you know, sorry that money from the sec network just pumping into our school y'all
1: got the acc network. oh
0: yeah it's it's a, it's been an arousing success the acc network <laughs> so bad so, <laughs> so bad. Anyways, anyways so, so you, right, you so don't have
1: florida state in yours but you've all so i got, I so say I got auburn
0: at number five
1: i i don't know i've been to auburn mm-hmm. for a basketball game and i had a blast everyone there was super nice i got lost guy walked me back to my car like, who was also leaving the arena, which, like, this is pre-watching Law and Order SVU, so I allowed him to do it. Now, absolutely no fucking way. Punch the throat, leave me alone, guy. But, like, an incredibly nice place. Um, beautiful campus. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm genuinely saying this. I don't know if I'm too far gone as a fan to fully like that experience. Like, like even if I went for Georgia-Auburn, I don't know how I would feel. Like, it might be awesome because they, they do some stuff that seems like a lot of fun. Um, like they swag surf, which is cool. No. Um, and and they, it seems like whoever the DJ is for that stadium is pretty legit. I don't know how I feel about that, but it's a great campus. So
0: yeah, and I I, I am already seeing that I left out one that I probably have ahead of Auburn, but and I'll, I'll just mention it as an honorable mention. Probably better than Auburn, I'll, I'll say, was Alabama. I went to the Alabama Florida game. I think you were there that weekend, actually. I was. was twenty ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah um that was a pretty cool atmosphere and my buddy um i would say mutual friend i don't think you guys really get along we are friends <laughs> how
1: did we not get along he was a
0: bama fan right it was, in, yeah. it
1: was like didn't we only not get along because of a text thread
0: yeah 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 i was
1: like constantly giving him shit and it, i was yeah. kidding i think i don't know yeah. twenty thirteen. anyways it was
0: uh he used to do like side gigs for cbs so we were out on the field field level for like the <laughs> intro and that was badass i've got videos of like yeah. We're sitting there when like, that was like the Trent Richardson, I think McCarron type teams. It was the last
1: game before they were undefeated and right. Number one, and it was the last game before they started this gauntlet of six straight weeks. They had an sec team with an off week. And the next week was the South Carolina game where they played Steven Garcia and lost.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. So, but that was cool. You know, we're standing right there on the field and it's like all those guys standing right next to it, like getting fired up to run out the tunnel. So that was a pretty cool experience. But Um, what's your number five? You had Alabama. Would you like to replace that?
1: No, no, I'll keep it. Okay. (laughs) Alabama on game day is fun. Like, yeah, like like the stadium itself is, is absolutely beautiful. And, and I've taken people there. Like this is a little bit of a stretch, but like, you know, Mizzou fans. Um, some of my best friends, we went on a couple of Mizzou trips. We went to like, you know, Williams, Bryce. We went to, um, we went to Vandy, um, went to Bama, a couple other places. And, and, they, like, them walking into that stadium was, like, really cool because they were just, like, kind of blown away. Because, like, structurally, that's a word. Mm-hmm. And aesthetically, it is – how the fuck do I know the word aesthetically and not appeal? Anyway, Tough. Um, Tough. Aesthetically, Tough it's, it's, it's it's just a perfect-looking stadium. My number four is going to be – the like, people are going to hate this. Um, I'm going to stand by it. Bobby Dodd Stadium in downtown Atlanta is – is and always will be one of my favorite stadiums in the country. It's it's funny. It's the second oldest stadium behind Legion Field in the entire southeast. It is it like if you get tickets on like whatever side is facing, I think it's the west side stands, it's facing downtown. It's the Mm -hmm. perfect fucking backdrop with the city. It's like I love it. Going to United games there was awesome. I still say you should do at least one United game there a year if you guys are MLS fans. But like you know even Mm -hmm. now we should have talked about this too. Their fucking coach putting out that that put like that picture on Twitter. Do you see this? No. Oh my god! Jeff Collins put out this fucking picture of like a full Bobby Dodd. Think about what I just said. Full Bobby Dodd, yeah. Because that never happened. Yes,
0: I've never seen it. No,
1: dude. Like, and I brought this up with with like me and Ali would go to games when we lived like a mile from there because you could walk down there. And, and we would get tickets on a Thursday night or like a Saturday when they were playing like Virginia or NC state. So it's a, it's a conference game. Mm-hmm. And you get tickets on a 30 yard line, 10 rows up for $9 a piece. <laughs> right, it's, like, you know, it's no, a fucking Braves game so in like, like 1993.
0: It's sold out for Clemson games now, and when when Florida State was good, it, it would be sold out for Florida State games because it yeah. would be like three fourths Florida State fans or like three fourths Clemson fans. <laughs> okay, so if you if you yeah, that's one of the reasons why they have to move it to
1: the fucking Clemson game to, to Mercedes Benz. But that is a perfect segue into like the the picture. If you haven't seen it yet, Jeff Collins tweeted out this picture. I don't know why he thought this would be a good idea, but he put out this picture, and it's a picture from like the upper deck end zone looking down. So like where the backdrop at like 10, 11 o'clock is the city. And he, it's just like, he's like, welcome to the 404 baby. And, and you look at it and it's like everyone in the stadium is wearing like Navy blue and gold, which means yes. one of two things. One opposing fans didn't travel literally at all or two <laughs> Like it's you big. photoshopped it, and you yeah. you you zoom in, and you can see the font. These fucking guys, whoever was in charge of the social media, has to be fired. But like, it's from a Georgia game, and they oh, they had photoshopped the colors of all the Georgia fan stuff. Yikes! To yeah. So anyway, my top so five and my four. Best Bama Bobby does.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. All right, uh, my four is uh, Florida. Um, really? And again, it my experience is tainted because I went as an opposing fan in 2005, six, when they were really good. I was in school. We were terrible. It was the Chris Leak, I think, Tebow team. 2006. Yeah. And they, it was a noon game because we were awful. They beat the shit out of us. And (laughs) I just like, I was just sitting there in the fan in the stands, like getting just wearing it from fans. Like, Cops were rude as hell but like my family. Like it was just a bad experience, but it was really loud. I could see if you weren't a hater of the school, uh that yeah. would be a really cool experience. So I kept them and I kept Williams
1: Bryce, which there's two stadiums that I actually love going to. Um I've been Williams Bryce a bunch, but I've been to Florida once. But it's hot as shit. It was just too hot. And it, it was hot as yeah, it is. And that was in November yeah. for me. It's still hot. Dude, I remember going there for the Tennessee game, the Felipe Franks uh oh, what yeah. Do you call it? yeah
0: the Hail Mary the Hail
1: Mary that I famously left at after the first quarter for because I'd been down there filming all day and I was hot as shit and sweating mm-hmm. but I remember walking up to my seats and they, they had these like little boxes like when you come right out of the tunnel and it's like this like little blocked off area for like four seats right and and they're like for special I don't know people and there was a, there was like a fucking hornet's nest in one. And so there I was like, I was like, is nobody sitting here? They're like, there's fucking bees everywhere, dude. Like, what are you talking about? So <laughs> that didn't seem great. Um, I like that though. Four, that's good.
0: Yep. All right, Um, right. I'll go now again. Let's do for number three, Tennessee. Oh, um, so I went to the Tennessee, Oklahoma game.
1: Oh, um,
0: yeah, that was fun. Um, Wait, like five years ago? Yeah, whenever they played Tennessee uh, Oklahoma at home. I, when Baker Mayfield was there? I'm going to be real honest with you Chris. I was so hammered that we <laughs> left after maybe half of of the first quarter. <laughs> because of you? No, no, just because we we both <laughs> I went with my buddy. So my my best friend went to Tennessee and we went up like, you know, both I don't I didn't have kids yet. I think he didn't either. So we were like, all right, our wives like we're like, all right, you guys just go. So we went and he had a brother that was currently there, so we had a free place to stay on campus and it was just like an absolute shit show. You know, it was like getting away from the wives, like you know, and like (laughs) we both like looked at each other midway through the first quarter and we were like, We should not be here because I can barely stand. (laughs) <laughs> out of you and so we um, okay. just left and he's not a big football guy interestingly enough so like he didn't give a shit i mean it but it was a very it was an awesome atmosphere like going in yeah and being in the stadium for pre-game i can't couldn't tell you it was probably baker mayfield but i couldn't tell you honestly
1: all right my number three and these are honestly interchangeable too for me is i'm gonna say lsu and the only reason why is the best experience, one of the best experiences I've ever had going to a game, most fun I've ever had, was with Mickey Sherry at the LSU-Auburn game in 2019. The only reason I have it at three instead of two is that I know full well every single person. I had a great time. Top 10 matchup. We had seats like 20 rows up on the 50. One thing I love about LSU, too, is that, like, it's not like most stadiums where they make you go up, like, several ramps for each, like, you know, terrace basically. Mm-hmm. So the bathroom lines are crazy. I didn't wait in line really for the bathroom. There's like, as soon as you walk out of a, like a little portal thing, there's like, there's a lot, there's like zero line for beer. Like I, I don't know. I, I was also hammered. So maybe it, <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Um, the tailgating is insane. Uh, Sean Larkin, Nick Hallaby. I I had such a blast with those guys outside the stadium. It, it was so much fun. Um, and they honestly took us in, even though like, I, it probably wasn't because it was an Obama game, but um I've just heard from everyone that the night game is like so much different. So I have that at three instead of two because of that only and like, not in a bad way, just because I've heard like, it's even better at night.
0: Okay. Um, My number two is Georgia. So I went to, um, so I actually went to high school with uh, Sean Bailey, who was a receiver there. Yeah. Uh he was a super recruit i you know he was pretty good that night he actually i think may have had no no actually i'll take that back horrible game that I actually stayed with him and another buddy of mine from high school, and he had a bad night hit a couple of drops that night, but it was an against auburn night game, probably two thousand five um that and I think Auburn won that game actually he did um. But it was an incredible atmosphere, and I had a blast. Athens is a fantastic college town, you know, one the of the tops in the nation, um, and that was a great experience. I, it, I felt bad afterwards. It was, you know, it was kind of weird. Like, everyone was super tense after the game. You know, off, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, awful. Yeah. Not only the fans, but, like, you know, staying with the guys, like, it was like the night was just over like they were like fuck this we're going to bed like this sucks I'm like, yeah. man, i don't know yeah you know i'm up from Tallahassee i'm like i kind of want to go out like <laughs> they're like no man, man shut the fuck oh, up yeah yeah so um great experience i remember
1: yeah it's it always blows my mind too that you had like such a weird friend list of like like you went to Milton and so yeah. like you would i remember like you were friends with like Dexter Fowler She's like yeah i'm going to the bridge yeah. game. me and Dexter are hanging out i'm like
0: what Oh yeah, God, that was a yeah. That was when he first came up, dude. That was like 2010. We played them my like, senior he on, year. He was on the Rockies, yeah. Yeah, I was, that like, was an I interesting was experience out going out with pen. him and it, like he was like he brought out like Tulawitzki and like it was like a surreal experience, especially being like 22. I was like, this is kind of cool. <laughs> Tula whiskeys on my fantasy team. <laughs> like, <laughs> did you bring, yeah. no, you bring that up? Cause they love. No, did not. Okay. No. <laughs> um,
1: okay. So my number two is also Sanford. Uh, I love Athens, but it's in my opinion, the best college town in the country. I've never had a bad time. Well, I've had bad times there, um, but I have, I have been to a game where I, I went to 2004, Tennessee game and a girl I graduated with. It was like good friends with my girlfriend at the time. Um, she was dating Zed McKenzie. He was an offensive lineman, and I, and they lost to Tennessee. They ranked third in the country, like they were favored going in, and it was like this awful game. I think they lost like nineteen to seven or something weird. And I remember him like walking in. We're all just sitting there, like like this is gonna suck. And he he like, like there's like parents over there. Like nobody wanted to go out afterwards. Um, so that kind of sucked. But I've had countless good times in in Athens, and, yeah. and going it's there the for, local like,
0: school. You grow up going to even if you're not a Georgia fan, like every right. high school goes up to games. Like, yeah, it's, uh, it's,
1: it's, a- it's awesome too. It's a great stadium. Yeah. Um, and I love the bridge being right there and all that kind of stuff. And there's like, all you know, there's like really cool history from, from different stuff. Um, like I, I would hear like stuff passed down like from my dad, like he'd go to games there. And but also my first stepdad, <laughs> he, he had season tickets. So I had, I, I would go to games every Saturday and it, like, I, I just, I've never really had outside of going to games with him um a bad experience going there and I, I it's so much fun man so much fun yeah. we have the same number one
0: yeah yeah clemson I, yeah. I, it pains me to say it you probably don't have a dog in the fight but you know they when we were actually playing well had become a very nice interconference rival for us and you know i grew up before i got married i lived in a house full of clemson guys so it was always kind of an interesting battle and um it's always become, won though Got, yeah, when I was living there, we, we were. Um, but, you know, going to games with them. Um, I went to a Florida State-Clemson game, night game, Labor Day. When I was in college, we lost that game. That was Jimbo's first ever game as OC, actually. Really? Yep, 2007 was my last football season. Um, Same, dude. And, like, sitting up in those visiting seats... In the top of that stadium, oh, yeah. it is like steep as hell. And when you've been having cocktails all day for a night game, it's it's pretty intense. Um, but incredible atmosphere. Um, you know, it, it pains me to say it because I'm not a huge Clemson fan, but um, it, you can't really deny. That's what made it so awesome when in 2013 when they tried to set the record for volume. And we just beat the shit favorite
1: out of them. Moment. <laughs> just, Favorite <laughs> moment. Favorite moment maybe in top five history. Cause it's like <laughs> that whole fucking thing with like, here they come around the stadium, yeah. run down. We've talked about it on this podcast yeah. before. It just, it cracks me up every time I think about it. Cause it was like, I remember that 2013 yeah, and it was going to be this huge moment and they get beat yeah. 51 to 14 with a late touchdown. Yeah, um, yep. That's yeah. Clemson for me, man, it, it is. I started going to games there in 2013. Um, I, I so I had been like, like humble brag here recruited by jack leggett in high school and so i went there for like camps and i remember going to like baseball camp there and like you know they they, they did since it wasn't like an official visit i was a sophomore they had they would use our junior they would have shit like where like khalil green was like in charge of our little group uh how about khalil green the weirdest fucking dude weirdest fucking dude like nice his name was, but khalil. Like, his name was khalil green and he was a first round draft pick like, yeah golden shortstop, spike sweater right? shortstop yeah. yeah incredible like it was it, like, awesome incredible defensive shortstop even even at the pro like pro level but it was like so what they did was they got like it, it's like a baseball camp and they took like eight to 12 of us that were like the recruits they were after and paired us with khalil green the whole weekend and he just did he said like four fucking words the whole time it was it was awful but i remember <laughs> would do one station that you could tell he just didn't give a shit and it was like all right, let's work on base running out of the box. So like work on like rounding first or running through first. He's like, you guys, who fucking cares? Like, let's just work on pimps. Like, just like do a bat flip, pimp pimp a home run. And I was like, this isn't, and I was like a goody goody that didn't hit home runs. I was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to give it my all here, Khalil. (laughs) I'm rounding hard. Um, But the Clemson thing, man, it's just so cool. Like Death Valley, I remember that weekend, it like came out of nowhere because it was like super foggy.
0: There's only one road in and out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's that was crazy. All- the traffic out off after the game is insane. It is bad. It is. Yeah. But like,
1: but it, it really does kind of appear out of nowhere. And that's yeah. like that. I remember that, that being like this experience of like, holy shit. Like I remember like turning around and all of a sudden it's there and you go into it and now it's like really built up and super awesome. And, um, and I remember going to, I shouldn't have brought that stupid fucking recruiting story um that was dumb <laughs> but like but going to the games there, like they they would have a dj that would come on uh like an hour before the game and just play like hood ass trap music for an hour straight and they had that whole song like we too deep hey and the whole crowd would go nuts and i, I just I, I got to go to the lamar jackson game there the the louisville game 2015 or 2016 i think it was like i got to see some great games there too which has made it even cooler but Clemson just a phenomenal experience, and well, I never and had any having issue the lake with any right fans. there.
0: Like even not just the game, yeah. but the town itself. Like you get the lake right there. It's it's a cool town. I mean, it's I can see why recruits fall in love with that place. It's yeah. Um, so yeah, no, that, that's our top five. Um, just real quick, not in any particular order, but for me, stadiums I want to get to that I haven't been to LSU for sure um weirdly enough i don't know if you've been to seattle but i drove by washington stadium Ooh, and it looks have, awesome yeah. um definitely want to check that out i've driven by arizona state that's a cool scene just right there in the middle of the desert um but i haven't actually gone to a game there um would have been like the best place to go to when we were penn 26. state would be cool wisconsin would be cool i think um i could take or leave ohio state michigan I mean, i'm sure it would be cool but they're not necessarily on my no. list what about you um, would love to go to Texas, Oklahoma at the state fair. Uh, I think the cotton bowl would
1: be fun. Um, would love to get down to, well, not really Miami cause they don't play in the old orange bowl anymore. Um, I, I, I would say like I would top number one is a Rose bowl. Like not like it's not a home stadium, but like, I would love to get to a actual Rose bowl, uh, Penn state. Definitely agree with that. A and I've heard nothing but good things about going to A and M. Um, there's probably another place in the SEC that I... Neyland probably, because I haven't been to Neyland yet, and I've heard I've heard pretty good things about that. Um, oh, cool. And then one kind of off the radar. I would love to get up to a game, Corvallis, um, in case yeah. Bay is listening. Yeah, yeah. But Colorado, I feel like, would be fun.
0: Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, cool. Well, uh, let's see. we got a couple things on the list here, but we've been recording for a while. You want to, you want to uh, skip to the uncensored moment of the week here? Yeah, I uh, went on too
1: long about that. <laughs> God dang recruiting trip. Sorry, guys.
0: <laughs> we get it. You play baseball. No, that's
1: not what I, I just because it was cool because it like came out of the fog. It was just a really cool moment. Also, dropped the GD,
0: which I shouldn't have done. Sorry, guys. Man, full of regrets here. So uncensored moment <laughs> of the week. Um, it was an interesting weekend for the South Carolina Prez. Bob Caslam. So you put this out. Um, Also, quick shout out on a secondary uncensored moment of the week. The AJC Sports. What are we doing? We should. Yeah. You want to talk about that? Uh, So, by the way, shout out uh, RIP uh, Colt Brennan, who was a really good quarterback uh, for Hawaii. Apparently recently passed away uh, at the age of 37. So super terrible. Sad, you know, I I think he was like in rehab and died there, is what his dad said. So, you know, obviously going through some tough stuff. So, definitely feel for him and the family. Um, AJC Sports, their way of uh, breaking the news to everyone, uh, tweeting out, um, former Hawaii quarterback who lost to Georgia. I passed away. They were like 2008
1: Sugar Bowl quarterback. Here, let me quarterback leave. from 2008 Sugar Bowl. Um, passed away or whatever and I was like, geez, man. Like that is I'm insensitive but that this. is
0: quarterback Georgia defeated in two thousand eight Sugar Bowl has died. Is that what it said? That's the exact that's the exact tweet.
1: That just it, it really so there's so many other things that you could have said. You could have said uh, guy that led the um, NCAA in pass completion career percentage, uh, at 70.4 for his entire fucking career. Uh, guy who led the entire country for pass yards per attempt over his entire career at 9.9. Um, passing yards, the number one, uh, the number one all time. <laughs> like, I think he was ninth overall for career, and then he but he finished first like two years in a row or something like that. The guy set just unbelievable amounts of records while he was at he had 58 touchdowns in 2006 it's like it is insane and so up until um up until i think joe burrow last year that that was an all-time record i i thought it was wildly insensitive and and then just bizarre that like you, you know what like looking at it from like giving him the benefit of the doubt and keep in mind like i was a high school baseball recruit um, I'm kidding. I'm fucking with you. I'm not gonna bring that up again. Oh, but like, man. like, but like bringing that up when they the way the guy brought it up, it reminded me of like he didn't know who he was is what I what it felt like. So his thought yeah. was no one else must have known who he was. So tie it to Georgia, right? Because it's local. Yeah. And then I think people yeah. were like, who the fuck? Is, like
0: everyone knew who it was. Like yeah, I, it's I, just like just a slimy headline. Like yeah. Um. So after um eleven likes and seven hundred and thirty-two <laughs> quote tweets, and that's not a made-up number. I have it here. The tweet was deleted. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so that's such an unreasonable. Like I've heard of being ratioed, but that is such an unreasonable <laughs> amount.
0: God. That's All not right. even the replies. That's just the quote tweets. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, So shout out HAC sports. Um, but then finally I'll let you take this last uncensored member of the week here.
1: Yeah. So this happened with Bob Kazlan, the president of South Carolina this weekend at graduation where, um, he got up on stage and, and they were, the joke went around cause it was all over social media. I, I saw it first on Spurs up show. Um, you know, everybody Chris Phillips there who had reposted it from somewhere. He had seen it for basically at graduation, which like, for graduation I think for most college kids it's like you're you're drinking you're kind of like ready to go right like it's always like either too hot or like it's like too long of a ceremony but like it's the culmination of four to seven years of of a college experience where you're like ready to get out and you've also just spent I don't know what maybe if you didn't have scholarship and you were out of state worst comes to worst maybe a hundred grand for a public of public university South Carolina is a public university and so you go there and, and this guy says all right, congratulations to all the recent graduates of the University of California. And uh, and people are like, What? And you can like <laughs> hear it like audibly from like the crowd. And he's like, Sorry, and somebody's like, Carolina, and he was like, Sorry, is South Carolina. I owe you I owe you a, a push-up. And and that was it. And then and then it has this like very bizarre, somewhat cryptic like response to where he was like I'm sorry about what I said. This is very not verbatim. <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry about what I said. Um, I understand if the you know administration doesn't want me back. I'll I would like to remain president, but I I it was something along those lines where it's like, I get it if you guys don't want me to be here. And it's like, bro, do you not want to be here? Because that's a weird follow up to what happened. And I think like my thing was there. There was people I talked to, David Carter, one of my my good buddies who went to USC. Longtime listener, he 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 brought up the fact that he was like, and he's a really like level headed dude. Like he's he's not like over the top as like a fan. Um, he's just like a very reasonable, logical dude. And he was, he was like, Man, this is like we're just constantly brought up and as like, you know, the shit show of what's going on. I'm not saying these are his words, but he's like, you know, this like mm-hmm. shit storms going on around campus. And it's like we're the laughing stock of, you know, universities like not only in South Carolina, but just kind of in general and and I I felt bad for him because what it looks like to me is, you know, a lot of, a lot of schools academically, at least they will pretend like from a perception standpoint that they are not a athletics first university, right. They want to at least hide behind this facade of like, they are academics first and then anything else is bonus. Like it's, Oh yeah, we have a good football team. We have a good baseball team, you know, whatever. That's why you come here. And it seems like to me, it's almost like, The entire fucking institution is taking like the athletics lead and this poor fucking just garbage, garbage leadership uh, from an athletic direct department standpoint of Ray Tanner and kind of following that lead of like, "Ah, who fucking cares? Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, no, that it is a big fucking deal. And if I had just paid $100,000 of student loan money that I was damn sure not going to pay back. I, like I, I would be irate if this happened,
0: dude. You don't don't lie. You went on a game show and you <laughs> you actually did pay it back. Did not. I went to the Rose Bowl. I went to the Orange <laughs> Bowl. So, um, but no.
1: I mean, like, it just it bothered me from a, a lot of different standpoints. But it really bothered me just because the fact that it was like, man, that's just like you you tell these kids to go here. You make it you make it seem like, especially in a year like 2020, right, where you, there are very few victories. And, and like tangible victories, right? Like where you can look at stuff and be like, "That that moment is is something I will look forward to and also look back on with like fond memories." Mm-hmm. And you get up here, and whether you're drunk or just not paying attention, but you just slur your way through like a fucking Chick fil A cow through their entire graduation speech, like "Get the fuck out of here, dude!"
0: Oh man, unbelievable! <laughs> the Steve Sarkeesian of, uh,
1: of like. Fred- if it was a coach though, Tyler, like it, like think about
0: think about what that did to Steve Sarkisian's career. Yeah. He had to vaulted him right back up to being Texas's <laughs> head coach. Really
1: did. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to say something bad, but he got fired, became an analyst, then an NFL OC, then a Bama's OC and then Obama's OC.
0: I mean, I love Steve. He's the best. He's got a top five job. Sweet. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, so anyways, that is our uncensored moment of the week. Um If you have any ideas for the Uncensored member of the week in the future, send us a tweet at CFB underscore Uncensored. You can go to the Facebook page. Obviously, we have a very active community where you can throw out your ideas there. Uh, Chris, anything else you want to say to the listeners before we head out for the week? No. All right. This has been another rousing episode here. And thank you for listening. Five stars on iTunes. Peace out, everybody.